Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia. Each week we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week we're going to be talking about something that uh, at least 50% of the population might be at some point. And <laughs> some people uh, are always uh, a maid of these, but never one. Uh, but both of our guests have been one in uh, the most technical sense possible, uh, as long as I'm not stepping on uh, proper uh, self-identifications. But I think you were, you, were both, you were both brides. We're talking about brides this week. And our guests, uh, we have returning guests. Uh, she's uh, not a lobster, but she's got claws. Courtney Law is back. Courtney, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. How, how does it feel to be in the virtual studio? You know, we got the, we got the couches. Uh, we, we've added some, some, it looks like a, a, a pink mood lighting, which is yeah, pretty exciting. I thought, I thought it might help. Um, you know, all, like with all things COVID, it's nice to not have to leave the house and to get in my car, I guess, to get to you. And, I'm, and I miss you and the, like, the chemistry that happens when you're in person. Same. Like that's the, that, yeah, the, the beautiful thing is that like, at least this podcast with this is allowing me to see a lot of different people. Um, and it's one of the few times when I use Zoom where I don't feel entirely awkward. I had a, I had an HOA meeting recently where, and I, I'm the president of my building's HOA, but you just have like 20 people staring at you. Yeah. And like, and, and I know some of them, but I don't know all of them. And there's some, it's weird because you would think that I'm, I'd be used to talking through this with some sense of authority. I'm not, I'm not when it's, when it's like faces that I'm not prepared for. It's like, ah, why everyone's looking at me all the time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So what, uh, it, you, you were a bride, right? You had a, you had a lovely, you had a lovely dress. I've bride more than once actually. Oh, twice. I don't know if I'd be more or less qualified for <laughs> the show, but <laughs> well, you know, it, it it really could. I think I think it's possible. Um, it, it very least it's in fun. the in in the opening question, you might have an advantage because you'll have had uh, double experience in in what we will allude to soon. Um, our second guest is a first timer. She is Mary, and she's also married to Courtney. <laughs> It's Meredith Antonucci. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. So yeah, so how uh, how do you feel? Let's be honest. How do you feel about being on this? Because I know like you haven't been on yet. No, this is not to say that I, I, I don't think you should be excited to be on. I think you should be. I think this is a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's weird to get kind of roped in by a, a significant other to do an activity that involves their weird friend uh, <laughs> who's going to talk about uh, nonsense for an hour and a half. So. Weird fun friend, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, no, a little combination of nervousness and excitement and maybe a little bit of, you know, anticipation. I'm like, where are we going here? What's, what, what ride did I sign up for? <laughs> so it's kind of like an actual wedding day. Yeah, it's like, interesting. Well, well, my cousin's gonna do a fist fight. I don't know. We'll see. You know. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I would love to if we could set an over under right now on whether your cousins will start having a fist fight during this podcast. I am down. Like, <laughs> oh 
is it is it 20 minutes in is it is it earlier is it later i don't know currently i'm not sure we'll see (laughs) (laughs) well thank you both for being on the show let's get started with the opening question and uh so i don't know if you guys have noticed but there's this new phrase for bachelorette parties called bride or die right and you can go on the internet you can buy t-shirts that say bride or die on them you can get you can now get face masks that say bride or die on them i just i don't know do we need to just hit the death note like that all the time or i mean it's it's concerning because a lot of throughout much of history if you you were either a bride or you were left for dead so there is some (laughs) i mean i'm just saying the patriarchy has been torturously violent throughout history and that's kind of how it went But, so the question is, and I'm going to start with Courtney. Courtney, what did or what would you have liked to have used for your bachelorette phrase or hashtag? I assume you didn't use bride or die, but like what would be, what would you, what would you adorn your squad in to go to the piano bar, to, to go to the. Like what we, we went to a piano bar in Cape Cod (laughs) and they were my bride's dudes. Mm Mm-hmm. That was something I don't know if I coined it, but it felt unique to our situation because I was actually the only female at my bachelorette party. I've never heard it before, and I'm going to claim intellectual property rights for you right now. Thank Anybody you. else who uses the phrase "bride dudes" owes Courtney ten cents <laughs> per usage. Love it. And we participated in the trendy thing where you come up with a hashtag for your wedding, and it was "claw." My nickname gets married, spelled M-E-R-R-I-E-D, because Meredith goes by mayor most of the time and then uh there was like a jokey reverse one that was mayor gets clawed <laughs> which i mean honestly and i don't like, know if i would change any of that honestly so <laughs> no i think it's all very good <laughs> <laughs> ideas for uh for the bacheloretting like something or other like what what just anything you'd throw out there like that's like a, a slogan yeah yeah some sort of some sort of bridal bridal slogan plus we're, we're given we're given mayor a lot of time to think of hers so you better come up with something good. <laughs> all right i want to do well on this um but i'm a little lost so is it bride related or is it me specific well it's it, i mean it's you yeah i mean it could be bride specific okay. i See, i guess i look, felt like the, i felt like i was sort of living out the goonies a little bit uh so i think it would probably be something like goonie related but i'm having trouble coming up with something on the spot it's our time down here. It's their time up there. It's our time down here. Hashtag bachelorette. birthday die. Here we go. We got the death thing back in. So there you go. Goonies never say bride? I don't think they do once say it in the movie. So it's factually correct. Um, okay. Thanks. I liked, I liked the, Goonies, the Goonies never say die answer. That's great. But I stole I, it. Would, yeah, I mean, you borrowed it from, what, Steven Spielberg and whoever else did that, yeah. but, I mean, <laughs> yeah. look, if, if, if a bachelorette party rolled into a bar and they just all had Goonies Never Say Die stuff on, I bet they don't get the negative looks that the Bride or Die crew gets when they roll in. That's all I'm saying. I think that's great. So, so, so Mayor, what's, what's, your, what's your phrase? What, did you have one? did <laughs> what, what was what was your was what not, was your batch super innovative honestly um it was marilette <laughs> okay yeah cool very good 
I just, never heard that. Just a charming yeah. portmanteau of your name so, and, and Bachelorette. That's good. And it made it nice and succinct. So all of our emails, and we were doing all the logistical planning and shit. It was Marilette, <laughs> Marilette planning. Nice. Yeah. So, was there was there like a large wheel that someone could drop a ball into and then they could gamble on how many drinks you could consume in the evening? No, okay. but I wish that I could go back in time and do that. <laughs> I, I Hey, it's not too late. I think we can have a casino <laughs> night situation. We'll set up her some off. She and her bridesmaids donned wigs where they went out and my bridesmaids and I made fun of the girls in P-Town who had wigs on, so I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to but to be fair, like in P Town, they were wearing wigs like the traditional wig party of American historical politics. Surprisingly, the only other <sighs> women that were at P Town at that time were there for their bachelorette party, and then the the other wig wearing people were in in a more traditional P Town like drag kind of scenario. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, hey, great job to both of you on the opening question. I'm going to award you each two points. That was excellent. I don't think I deserve that, but thank you. No, I mean, hey, uh, the points are, are not in my control. The points give themselves out. The points are nature. <laughs> and, and the points have pointed toward both of you favorably. Okay, so we're going to start with round number one. And, uh, and Mayor, we'll start with you. Do you have a vague idea about Bride of Chucky? <laughs> Puppy is there, there's puppy a puppy destroying things life. in the background. It's adorable. Life. Um, three months old and you know, having a great time. Um, I do not have a vague idea about would you, the Would you like to make something up? <laughs> um, the first image that comes to mind is like pretty horrifying, to be honest. Um, that's well, that's very good. Creepy white tool mm -hmm. with blood on it is what I imagine. All right, well, that's pretty good. Uh, Courtney, do you have a vague idea about the Bride of Chucky? That was that was my vague idea. It's a uh, it is so there was like a Chucky horror, horror film series. Uh huh. And one of the iterations, there was there was a bride. I think maybe he got married, and I can definitely see the imagery of the movie poster. I want to say it came out in the like late eighties. Yeah, I mean, uh, very good, very good. Um, you you are both uh, uh, kind of correct. So that's, that's great. Uh, Bride of Chucky is a 1998 American black comedy that's slasher film. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's in the Child's Play franchise. So it features Chucky, the it, serial killer soul-possessed child's doll who goes around <laughs> stabbing people. But he gets married this time to a doll named Tiffany. Everyone portrayed to be happy, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really sweet. Um, and, and the, uh, yeah, so Tiffany, the doll that, that Chucky marries, is, is voiced by Jennifer Tilly. Naturally. Oh, I'm sure, God, you know. I didn't know So that. if you're thinking about that specific doll voice, that's what you get. I'm going to oh. give you each one point for that, because uh, Mare said uh, bloody, you know, horror, and, uh, and Courtney mentioned the, the Chucky franchise, so that's great. So we're going to go into uh, round number two real quick, and... For round number two, Courtney, do you have a vague idea about bride napping? <laughs> um, I could make something up. Go for it. This is such a sweet pup. He's been sleeping all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Well, because nobody was around to hang out with him, so he's got to sleep. And then now he's now he's got fun times to have. Well, I would I would be making something up, so I'm happy to defer. Well, you make something up. You can still get uh, points if it's funny. It's an okay. I'll, here's what I'll make up. Uh, it's an arranged marriage situation, and the bride <laughs> doesn't want to go through with it, and stages a kidnapping. Okay. Like the like that Alicia Silverstone really movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. What was that Alicia Silverstone movie called where she got, where she fake had herself kidnapped? Do you remember that? No. Oh. No. Ugh, I can't remember what it's called. Sounds okay. Like I would have enjoyed when I was younger. Yeah, she was in a trunk. It was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Classic. De- definitely one of those things where she falls in love with the fake kidnapper because, of course, she does. Yeah, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, okay, great. Uh, Mayor, do you have a vague idea about bride napping? I'm going to swing it in the other direction just to, why not? I'm going to say the bride is getting ready day of her wedding. Okay, I'm going to set the scene. Bride getting ready, surrounded by her bridesmaids, bridesmaids, whatever she wants to call them. She is repeatedly handed mimosa after mimosa. And then it's necessitated that there's a nap involved. She takes a nap (laughs) before the ceremony and everyone is like, where the hell's the bride? And then they're like, oh, she's sleeping peacefully. It's it's also known as bride power napping. (laughs) I have to nap after a mimosa. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, so bride napping is also known as bride kidnapping or marriage by abduction. Um, it's a practice in which a man abducts the woman he wishes to marry, and that, that woman is then enslaved by her abductor and raped and taken as his wife. This is a thing that happened a lot in history, because history is horrible, and so were men. Um, it wasn't real time. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's a thing that, that used to go on. You, you think about Vikings, uh, specifically like, uh, you know, your, your 18th century paintings of Vikings just throwing women over their shoulders. Um, so yeah, dark stuff. Um, I'm going to give you each a point for that because you both uh, had very interesting answers. But I have a bonus question, and it's it's even darker. So get ready. But Courtney, I'll start with you. Do you have a vague idea about bride burning? Um, sure. Make something up. <laughs> okay. Talk I think about a bride who isn't a virgin and it's found out, and then she has to be like murdered by burning because she is impure good god I, he said dark know, i'm going dark no yeah yeah and honestly i it doesn't say i don't have that specifically but i would bet it qualifies uh mayor can you add anything on bride burning oh. um I'm there. does that count as adding <laughs> bride burning oh yeah i don't know uh yeah well, uh, so yeah, bride burning is is apparently a still ongoing contemporary practice that occurs sometimes in India and other uh, and other countries in in South Asia, um, but it's basically a form of domestic violence whereby uh, the family refuses to pay the full dowry for the bride who has been married. So then the husband says, "Oh, cool, um, I'm allowed to douse you in gasoline and light you on fire." Uh, now the thing that's fucked up is that because <laughs> not the fucked up part. Okay, the thing that's the right. thing that's extra fucked up because this is sort of the social acceptance aspect is because kerosene is used as a common cooking fuel in these countries. It is 
almost always covered up as an accident mm -hmm. because oh you she was just at the stove and she caught fire and that's what that's what happened um and it's been something that has been going on as a major problem in india since 1993 it is ongoing uh so yeah i i, I really brought that up mainly because it's horrible and uh, worth noting um we have to be a little educational on the show but uh yeah <laughs> <Is> the sponsors <laughs> yeah you know uh the the such and such family foundation etc uh, <laughs> Don't forget the so, middle initials. Yeah, the John J. Smith and Catherine H. <laughs> Smith Christ Foundation hey. for the Arts. <laughs> um, so, Courtney, I'm going to give you an extra point on that. Uh, Meredith, no points. Uh, it's a it's a weird area. But let's let's just let's Chosen. put let's put all this darkness behind Chosen. us. Chosen, yeah, pass pass on that one. And now we're going to play our first game. It's time for the Thunderdome. And this week in the Thunderdome, we have two amazing combatants. Meredith, you will go first. You need to tell me who of the two people I name next would win in a battle to the death. Okay. Okay? Your combatants are Bridezilla versus Godzilla. Mm. <laughs> Bridezilla, and, hands down. All right. Talk yeah. about why. Hands down. Because nothing will get in the way of a bride and her like perfect wedding day. <laughs> Godzilla's got nothing on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean Godzilla's at best responding to negative environmental conditions. Yeah, yeah. he's grumpy. And, and at worst, he's like, "Hey, you woke me up. I was sleepy." And she's like, "I've been planning for thirty-four years for this day <laughs> since I was in the womb." <laughs> yeah. Keeping in mind, this particular bridezilla is 32 years old. So she's got two, <laughs> two back years where she's like, yeah. I was an egg. And I was like, yeah. today is not getting fucked her up. Her mother was planning for her. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. Courtney, bridezilla versus Godzilla. What do you think? Well, I selected Godzilla, I think, based, sheer, based on sheer size. And okay. the, like, um, historical destruction, you know? We have... We have things to point to, like full buildings that were demolished, thousands of fleeing people kind of thing. Like we have, we have footage of that. So I would say that we have more to draw on to say he's pretty destructive. And like maybe doesn't have as much skin in the game, depending on what the situation is, but is, <laughs> doesn't, isn't aware of his full strength or size at any point in time. So that could be destructive too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good argument. As much as I want to say that, man, this Bridezilla has been just... I mean, let's even imagine the Bridezilla has been planning for the Thunderdome her whole life. This is the equivalent. Uh, it, it's possible that she's just like, whatever. And Godzilla really just takes one step. Like, Godzilla could shuffle his feet and probably stomp on, like, 50% of the people in the dome. Exactly. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not a good matchup. Uh, but... I'm going to go ahead and give Courtney four points and Meredith three oh. points. <laughs> so yeah, three points for you, Meredith. And, uh, Thank you. And yeah, let's, let's just, we're just going to swing right into round number three. Meredith, I'll, I'll start with you. Do you have a vague idea about Bridal Veil Fall? Once again, can only imagine. Getting caught in shoes and grates and I don't even know, I'm like getting stepped on. I'm picturing like, like a state park in Indiana or something called <laughs> Bridal Veil 
waterfalls and it's like a waterfall that you hike to <laughs> and I'm imagining like I don't know walking down the aisle or I don't know even setting up our photos or something and someone just steps on the veil and the bride is still in forward motion and it's like boom <laughs> it's it's and, like that time that Madonna was performing at the O2 arena right and somebody stepped on her cape thing and she just like went flat like on down. her back down yeah yep Exactly. Yeah. That's what I that's what I'm imagining. She's a fifty-year-old lady too. She felt like a just boom. I don't know. Did, you, did you did have you guys seen the thing on the internet where the, the husband posts a video of his wife quote falling off a cliff? Have you seen this at all? No. They're like t- they're taking a hike. I mean she falls like fifteen feet, maybe twenty. It's not, a, it a, it's bride not a short napping? fall. Sounds like a bride napping. <laughs> <laughs> there were several Vikings who fell her. Uh yeah, no, I was I was just weird. I, the other okay. night I saw it, and it, apparently it's like a huge viral video now that this guy was like, "Here's a pic, here's a video of my wife falling while we were hiking. They're just hiking along like a narrow thing, and she's just like walking and steps wrong and goes and falls right off the side of the thing. That's ends one up, thing. Ends up posting fine, it, scraped up. Posting it and sharing it is a whole other thing. It's weird, right? Because what do you is is it funny? Is it funny that somebody fell twenty yeah. feet? It's only funny because they didn't die. I kind of like that. Humor, Meredith likes like America's funniest videos. You're the you're the person who was like, huh, they fell off the boat and the oar hit him in the butt at the same time. That's great. <laughs> I don't. I, okay, however, I, I wanna I wanna have a little clarification moment here though. That is less funny to me, but what is the like the most funny to me is any time that somebody gets scared. So like all of those like I don't know TV shows or whatever it is like where Ellen. yeah like Ellen and it's like a haunted house. Like I mean that shit gets me. Every time. Oh yeah, I always <laughs> used to love candid camera where it would be like, hey, we just put a person in a bush, and yeah, all exactly. they do is like they just rustle the bush in the mall when somebody walks it, it by, terrified. and then you see someone like you know. <laughs> I just feel like it's so relatable. Like, you know, just that, that look yeah. of fear and terror. It's so relatable. It's great. Because as denizens of uh, late stage capitalism, we're all terrified all the time. So it's funny. Exactly. <laughs> because we get to be like, yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> Tomorrow I could have no money and die. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, great job on Bridal Veil Falls. I'm going to give Courtney two points and Meredith three points because I like it's funny. It's a funny idea that it's about bridal brides actually falling. Bridal Veil Falls is uh, a is the smallest of the three waterfalls at Niagara Falls. There you go. In upstate New York, so it's an actual thing. So Courtney, oh. while you were more technically correct, um, <laughs> I guess what? even the points love uh, people getting hurt more mm-hmm. than they love truth. So <laughs> great job there. <laughs> and now <laughs> this is rigged. Oh yeah, I mean it's totally rigged, but not by me. I don't really know how I'm doing this. Um, so let let's do round number four. And Courtney, it's it's your turn to start. Do you have a vague idea about Brideshead Revisited? Nope. No? Nope. Nothing? Nope. I don't know. I don't, even, don't even know where to start. There. We have a Luke resolute watch. bark from Luca in the background. Like I know. No. <laughs> What's a bride? Okay. Um. Bride's Head Revisited? Bride's Head Revisited. It yeah. sounds like this is number two or three of a series of movies called Bride's Head. And then we're on like, or maybe we're on like even number seven or something awkward where it's like goes directly to, I don't know. I was going to say DVD, but I just aged myself like 10 years. So I don't know. <laughs> um, um, and then, yeah, it's just like too far along in the series and it's, 
Brideshead revisited. I'm imagining Brideshead colon revisited. I, I like that. I like that you're stylizing the title. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, it, it's, it's meaningful. You, you tapped into something. Um, yeah, Brideshead Revisited is a, is a novel uh, by the English writer Evelyn Waugh, or Woe, I don't know how you, W-A-U-G-H, uh, that was first published in 1945. It, uh, it's based in the 20s to the 1940s and just follows the life and romances of a guy named Charles Ryder and his friendship with the Flights, who are a family of wealthy English Catholics who live at a pal- palatial mansion called Brideshead Castle. I didn't have a chance. So it's just like a, it's just, it's like a sassy, it's a sassy British romance sort of book thing from the 40s. It was turned into an 11 part miniseries by Grenada Television, which I know we all subscribe to the app for, in 1981. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Meredith, I'm, I'm going to give you one point. Because you yeah. tried. You tried. And and she tapped into the fact that it's like we're going back, we're going back to something, and the the book's about this. It's about revisiting Brideshead. I think that was obvious, but whatever you need to do, (laughs) moderator. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's time to play our second game. (laughs) Let's do it. And this week we're going to play recast. So recast is a game where you have to replace the two actors I name from the movie that I name with two new actors of your choice from any period of time, contemporary, historical, mix and match, uh, off the rack, uh, bespoke, however you like it. Uh, <laughs> the movie this week, and Meredith, you'll go first, is Bridesmaids. And the two <laughs> actor- actresses we're replacing are Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. That so who would you recast? I was just going to say, I was like, my initial response is like, how dare you? Wait, and we can go back through time? Oh, you can go anywhere. You can do anything you want. That's the beauty of recast. And, and on the record, I do not think this movie needs recasting. I am not suggesting it because I think there's anything wrong. I think it's one of the best, uh, you know, uh, comedies, especially of, of our era, let alone in general. Yeah. It's, it's a delight. <laughs> And it's, and it's quality from top to bottom. I mean, this is probably a cop-out, but my initial response is that um, Kristen Wiig would be replaced with Lucille Ball. Ooh. And I don't, I don't even know the actress's name who plays... Um, Ethel? Ethel. Vivian Vance. Vivian Vance would be Maya Rudolph. That's... That would go I think they would be really fucking funny. <laughs> that is a good movie, too, because, uh, yeah, you, you definitely have Lucille Ball playing up the sort of weird jealousy slash oh, yeah. complexity of the situation. That's, yeah. that's great. Very good. <laughs> Courtney, who are you going to recast in Bridesmaids? Um, I, had a, I had a few thoughts, um, but I'm forgetting. <laughs> okay, I think it would be. Okay, You're forgot. thinking of Vin Diesel, I think. <laughs> Two, two options. One is um, Madeline Kahn as uh, Kristen Wiig, I think, and um, and like Gilda Radner maybe for <laughs> Maya Rudolph's character. And then another combo could be Carol Burnett as <laughs> Kristen Wiig. And then, and I'm forgetting the her like protege. 
she was on Mama's house for a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. Shoot. Okay, I gotta look her up because I I watched Mama's Family a lot. Mama's Family. Yeah, that's it. She was really they're, they're, them together are really funny. Vicky Lawrence. I was gonna say Miss Vicky. I was like, she played the character. I think Miss Vicky. Yeah, Vicky Lawrence and, and Carol Burnett. I think. <laughs> right on. Okay, very good. So wait, I got another one. I got another one. Well, okay, hit it. <laughs> Mary, Tyler, and then you're done. Mary Tyler Moore and um, the woman who played Valerie Harper. Oh yeah, yeah, and Rhoda, they, Rhoda they, and Mary. Rhoda and Mary, yeah. That's a good pair. I mean, that's that's like a logical conclusion to that show too. Is that they would just get to the point where, oh fuck, one of one of us is getting married. What a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so good without this whole thing. Um, okay, great. Uh, Follow up question: Brides, dudes. Who do you cast in those two roles? This isn't a best men thing, so don't, you don't, I mean, do whatever you want. But both of you, (laughs) go for it. Um, Okay, Bill Murray as Kristen (laughs) Wiig. And John Candy as Maya Rudolph. Nice. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, I know it's such an esteemed role. I have to like. Yeah, you have to take it seriously. This is this is not to be uh, just sort of chuckled around with. This is real yeah. stuff. <laughs> this is the real deal. Um, oh man, this is, I feel like I'd like to see Eddie Murphy. I know, like this. I'm trying to think who plays really well. Like, oh my god, Eddie Murphy would be so funny as Kristen. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that would be really good. Cause he's got, you got the timing, you got the jealous, you got the ability to, to inflect the jealousy, but also the sort of yeah. ridiculous uh, facial expressions. Yeah. Um, he doesn't play like hapless, you know, like Kristen Wiig, like really gets rock bottom. Like <laughs> he doesn't do that as well. Maybe he'd be better as Maya Rudolph. Oh, man, would, it would also be funny to see him as the straight person for the, for the comedy <laughs> duo, right? To be like, oh yeah, I'm just hanging out. Just, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> I don't even know. You have to say pass. All right. <laughs> um, what? What? Let's do like Shit's Creek characters or something. Like oh, <laughs> you too. Um, I, I don't know. I'm so bad at this. At, ac- at actors, <laughs> honestly. Courtney has like an endless. Our dog is attacking the cat. Luca. Um, endless amount of knowledge around actors and things. My mom was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, very, very good. Uh, I, I think recast went, went really well. I'm going to award you each three points. <laughs> that is very generous. Well, you're both completely wait, wait. correct. <laughs> we got the same number of points? Yeah, because you were both completely correct. That's how, that's how things work sometimes. Plus back. So now, for the makers of Palm ou Palm de Terre, it's La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing, and the only thing that's French about it is the name. So I'm going to pose a question to each of you. Meredith, we'll start with you. A garter is an article of bridal lingerie, but it's also a type of snake. How does that make you feel? That's why they got their name. <laughs> um, well, honestly, my, my even like my first like impulse here is that we made a very conscious effort to try to rewrite 
a lot of the habituated, let's say, <laughs> um, traditions or antiquated traditions of things. So kind of my first thought is like, why a garter? Why would you do that? Like, why? Oh, yeah. And in it's the really context, weird. Everyone gets a little teaser Every, Everyone like, like marital what? sex you're going to have later yeah. that night. That's Everyone's like rooting for you, including like, perverted. you know, your random great aunt and whatever. It's just weird. I don't know. But then my second answer in the context of your question is that it is now compounded in weirdness by the fact that it is also snake. So I feel weird. That's my response. Great. Yeah, weird is weird is probably <laughs> the right response either way. And I, I agree with you completely. It's it's it is a it's a it's a weird thing. I remember uh I remember attending weddings when I was when I was a kid. And when I was in that like eleven to fourteen range where it was like I kinda get stuff, but I kinda don't get stuff. And you would see like sometimes it'd be like, oh, the husband like goes and like pulls the garter down with his teeth or something on the yeah. on the dance because every because every wedding I went to when I was a kid took place in the lower uh event center of a of a hotel so <laughs> there's just like this weirdly windowless room with the parquet dance floor and a man in a suit is like okay I'm gonna eh, pull this thing off of you and everybody's like wooing I don't yeah. know it's it's, it's real it's, weird it's real weird well it's it's weird because it's like why and also, when you realize, like, oh, yeah, it represents, <laughs> you take it over. The, the, the white thing is the virginity that she had. That you're, you're taking that home with you. It's, it's gross. Yeah, that's <laughs> Very good. We, weird is a good answer. Courtney, it's a type of bridal lingerie, but it's also a snake. How does that make you feel? <laughs> um, I don't like snakes. And I definitely don't like gross traditions that are feel very heteronormative and like patriarchal. Okay, that was my feminist answer. Um, <laughs> I, but from a historical perspective or like just the like, like language interests me and how things get named and identified. I just, I just think that's kind of interesting that uh, it's a form of bridal lingerie, but there also was no elastic in socks for a long time. And so men wore garters to hold their socks up around their knees. This is true. And I believe that's where the name of the snake comes from, and that shit is amusing. So, because it's like a little snake that's gobbling up the lower part of your leg, right? Is that the implication? <laughs> no, it's got a, it's got two lines down the side of it. Oh, so it's just, it's just your clips and your, yeah, your sock attachment. It resembles physically the garter that you wear to hold your sock up. That is my understanding. Now That's you know. interesting. See, yeah. and you've taught me something tonight. <laughs> Courtney has a vague idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it really is. It's just, it's just weird. Um, I mean, I, cause I don't know, like even the bouquet throw is kind of strange. Like we have really weird traditions around, around and weddings. all the single women gather. Right. In hopes that they will catch this, so they don't perish. Oh yeah. my God! I hope that I hope that getting married is like COVID nineteen, and I can catch it just by being in a crowd of people. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I mean, I I I don't think yeah. What always and what inevitably happens at a wedding is like the the cute like a cute kid catches that bouquet, <laughs> and it's often like a boy who has no concept of what the purpose of the thing is, and he's just like. We're playing 500, right? So I just am supposed to go and push everybody and get the thing. Yeah, I get uh, the thing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, very good. Very good. 
Uh, so Courtney, I'm going to give you two points because not only feminism, but you taught me about garter snakes and, and <laughs> Meredith, one better. point. <laughs> and Meredith, um, I felt weird. <laughs> Which wasn't, it's a valid answer. I, I am in no way invalidating <laughs> weirdness because it is, it's weird. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Weddings can be some of the, okay. Sidebar briefly. Let's just talk openly about it. Weddings can be some of the weirdest experience, like organized experiences human beings can have, especially when you're a kid. I mean, I feel like every single wedding I went to when I was a kid was very uncomfortable because of a combination of garters. uh, (laughs) Some combination. I went to to one wedding where uh, the, the, the the groom was marrying a woman from, I think, Thailand. And so because of the conservative nature of the community in which I grew up, there was discussion about like, oh, are they going to eat dogs or something at the the reception? Like there was shit like that, which made me uncomfortable even then. I was like, I don't think this is like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. We're still just people doing a thing. Yep. Um, and love. Yay for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yay for love. That's kind of our focal point. Uh, but but also, you know, it's also a really great occasion to hang out with very intoxicated adults. <laughs> and when you're a kid, those can be super annoying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, it's a know. weird, it's a combination of all of your best friends from, you know, college and elementary school. And then you're, like I said, your great aunt. And it's just weird. It's a weird, weird grouping. Yeah. But people are all people. like, so how do you know people? And you're like, I know them this way. And they're like, I know them this way. And then you're like, I don't know what else to say because we have no common ground. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, great job. We're going to go into the final topic. So what, what what I want you both to know is the game is currently separated by a single point. Oh, goodness. Courtney is leading by one with 16 points. <laughs> did you hear that? I, I did. That was she, a, a bridal whisper. Oh, a, bri- ooh, a bridal whisper. <laughs> you said she's leading by one point and she goes, sure. <laughs> We're well, coming you know up what? one year of marriage. This weekend is one year of marriage and I would say that we are excelling. <laughs> doing, doing great, except the, uh, the tabulation of points leaves something to be desired. <laughs> except for the, you know, under the cup. <laughs> Uh, so, so, so Meredith, we'll start with you for the final topic. Do you have a vague idea about Beatrix Kiddo? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's see. Beatrix Kiddo. Mm-hmm. Feel free to make something up. Be, yeah. as, be as fun and fanciful as you want. There's a good chance because of Courtney's already sort of brinksmanship around the, the scoring situation that I could give you points just for being like, oh, she's like a doll. You're not that... being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say Beatrix Kiddo. Beatrix Kiddo is a beautiful bedtime story about a dominatrix named Beatrix. Okay. And how she <laughs> somehow conveys what she does for work to her kiddo. And it's Aww. a beautiful, beautiful story of, kicks for breakfast. <laughs> of resilience <laughs> and hardship and really tender and sweet. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Okay. You know what? Okay. I, I actually really like this as a children's book because there's... <laughs> Well, because I, I'm sure there are some already, but I mean, I think we probably need 
children's books that that sort of uh lay out what sex work is without it being like yeah, de yeah. without yeah, destigmatize without demonizing anybody. Just saying like this is what mom does. Yeah. There there are men it's who want to be who want to have have their butt whipped yeah. or or prodded or what what not. And and, uh, and mom's mom's in mom can do it. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's Loads that's great. The, the end of the story is that the kids like, that's great. I love you. Thank you. Yeah. You Kiddo from the story says, "Mom, Beatrix, I get it. Yeah, your work is valid. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the kid is like, yeah, your 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 presence is valid. Yeah. Thank you. I've read your your uh, three page white paper on your work, and I appreciate the effort you put into uh, detailing uh, from top to bottom. Uh, uh, Courtney, do you have a vague idea about Beatrix Kiddo? Beatrix Kiddo was the first bride and it just so happened that it was a shotgun wedding and kiddo was a nickname because she was about to pop one out um and that's that's right okay the very first bride the yeah. first bride of first legend known bride the first known bride yeah <laughs> there are you, you can you can find you can find some cave paintings that allude to existences of previous brides. <laughs> first but, confirmed. But Beatrix Kiddo is the first time when the bride was was named specifically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very very good very good. Uh, you, you're both wrong. Um, <laughs> no. But I love but I love you both. Uh, Beatrix Kiddo is the protagonist in the two Kill Bill movies portrayed by Uma Thurman. Her other name is The Bride, That's and she's going on the first one, and it was so long ago that I and I didn't like it, so I guess that's why I didn't remember. But I'm ashamed that we didn't know. They don't say her name until the second movie either. Oh no! Okay. The reveal of her name is in the second movie because in the first movie they just keep bleeping her name. Tarantino bleeps her name out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's Beatrix Kiddo. Uh, with blood all over them, right? Yeah. She's got blood, there's blood on her, there's big toe wiggling, there's uh, disturbing uh, coma rape, there's also badass yellow uh, Bruce Lee style jumpsuit and a, and a samurai sword. Very Tarantino. And hacking some people up. Okay. It's, it's all things Tarantino. This has been a really violent bride themed. Well, only, only the, the bookends were that violent. <laughs> Just napping and burning yeah. of brides. Yeah. And then, and then bridal revenge is what we ended on. She's the bride. <laughs> she killed all of the people who aggressed against her. Like every single, well, except for Daryl like, Hannah. She only, know. she only popped Daryl Hannah's other eye out, but she otherwise killed everybody else. So that's cool. I miss Daryl Hannah. Don't Sorry. we all? Side note. What's she doing right now? Should we call her? <laughs> Bring we get, her on. Should we just get Daryl Hannah on the line? Yeah. Phone a friend. <laughs> Can either of you do a good Daryl Hannah impression right now for us? Well, but I, I don't, a, yeah. I have a mermaid tattooed on my side that I had a friend in college who would refer to the tattoo as Daryl Hannah because Splash. Yeah, yeah. The classic Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah film. First, first recorded, um, first recorded, I don't know how, how to phrase this, um, instance of the name Madeline. Madison, Madison. Madison. Yeah, hmm. was in Splash. So as as a as a as a as a, as a, as a prenom, yeah. yeah. Interesting. 
Now well, there you go. go. And now we're just, we're up to our necks in Madison. They're everywhere. <laughs> we are. It's time to slow that train down, I think. They're, they're influencing us. They're telling us how to do our <laughs> lashes. Madison's are definitely influencing us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, for the, for the final topic, Courtney, I'm going to give you one point. I'm going to give Meredith two points. And that means that we have a delightful and very loving tie. That, and, and here's the thing about this particular tie, okay? This tie represents the bond between the two of you as you, as you celebrate your first anniversary. Yeah, yeah. It's literally the points wrapping around your wrists to bond you together. Uh, like some sort of candle lighting ceremony that happens at some people's weddings or something. Um, so yeah, great job. Thank you both for participating in the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> Courtney, do you have anything that, that you would great. like to plug this week? Anything you want people to know about? Um, register to vote and then do it or else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The or else is, is like quadruple underlined with Sharpie. It is fucking dire. So yes. do yes. that voting. Yes. Ideally for not evil. Yeah. Lesser evil, definitely. But yeah. not evil evil. Uh, yeah, we were uh, this little sidebar. I I watched some of the uh, the Axios uh, interview, and I was just sort of parsing okay. that whole thing out, right? Which is to say that uh, there's always a statistic to back up how well you're doing with something, mm. and if that statistic happens to say like, oh, the number of human lives lost doesn't matter as much as the proportion of human lives lost to the number of people who are sick, uh, that's absurd. We have bad leadership. Um, we'll stop. We'll stop. <laughs> we don't uh, have leadership. I was going to say we have bad. Yeah, we have, we yeah we basically yeah no one no one uh, is at the wheel who who can grab the wheel and the people who are capable of grabbing or reeling this in are are just kind of unwilling to do it, which is shitty. Yeah. Uh, well, worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meredith, anything you would like to plug? I'm going to second my wife there. Oh, you don't want to talk about your private therapy practice or anything? Nope, not on this podcast. Thank you very much. I'm going to keep my lives separate. No, go out, vote, and choose love. Please, 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 please. Choose sanity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, choose respect. Facts. Compassion, uh, some sort of movement toward non-individually, uh, economically based progress yeah. would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, well, great. Thank you guys again. This was a lot of fun. I hope you had a good time. This is a great way for us to celebrate our one year wedding anniversary. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, let's, I, I want to be clear too that what the show- Participation the, trophies. Yeah, what our participation trophies. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, the, the show fully intends to bride-nap both of you. Uh, so if there's a knock at your door, uh, the goons that I hired are just there to to abscond with you. They're going to take you to a Caribbean island where you bride can die, enjoy. you know? Yeah, bride you're just going to bride or die. You might even bride and die, which I think is the other thing we didn't talk about, is you could just throw an ampersand in there. It's possible, bride right? That's a bit of a Thelma and Louise situation. Yeah, yeah. That's a little Find little. true love and die at the same time. Romeo and Juliet, Thelma and Louise, several other books. Get all of your books. big, you know, life. Hall of Notes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
Check, check. I'm done. Yeah. Get married, die, you know? Yeah. Hey, what, I mean, what else is there to live for, right? It's, it's all over. Society's collapsing. Oh, uh, um, do you need a wellness check, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I mean, probably always, but not, not direly enough to, to call one in. Uh, <laughs> well, please don't hesitate to pick up the phone. I'm going to get in there. Okay. Great job. I will. I will. <laughs> Rocket, watch him. Okay. I know. He's, he's back here. He's sleeping. He'll wake up and make sure I'm okay later. Um, so yeah, listeners, thank you for listening to this show. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. Uh, you can also find us on social media at a vague idea podcast on Instagram at a vague idea pod on Twitter and the a vague idea online podcast group thing on Facebook. Um, yeah, you can also check out the music of Michael J. O'Connor who wrote the theme song that you heard at the top of the show at michaeljoconnor.bandcamp.com. And, uh, you know, reminder, black lives still matter. Uh, indigenous populations in this country are still fucked. So donate to them. Uh, there are several good causes to get money to people in need. Um, and hopefully, uh, if we haven't already taken to the streets by the time this airs, we are going to uh, do what both Courtney and Meredith said, which is register to vote and vote. Participation is the only way to do anything about this. And when like a quarter of the people vote and half of the quarter of the people vote for the idiot, uh, that really means no one's actually represented. So it's a, it's a farce. So let's defarsify this thing. Uh, <laughs> New so yeah. <laughs> yeah, defarsify <laughs> democracy. Uh, so yeah, let's just keep rolling and take care of each other. Um, we have all had a vague idea about brides on tonight's show. And that's a good thing because the devil is in the details. Bye-bye! <laughs> Good one. <laughs> a Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolian, with Shannon Page, and sometimes John Peros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com. 